Breaking news. Patrick Reed is an asshole. It's also not breaking news. <laughs> that's that's the least breaking news I've ever heard, but also breaking Thanks, news. Thanks, Captain fucking obvious. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, do you guys know that John Rahm feels super comfortable at Torrey Pines because it looks a lot like Spain? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his mom's been just berating his text messages. <laughs> yeah. God. yeah, for anyone who missed that reference uh, on the, the broadcast this week, they probably mentioned about 10 times that John Rom feels super comfortable because Tory Pines looks a lot like Barica Spain. God, there are some, and there was a couple like, other outrageous ones like Australia, the guys from, uh, yeah, from Australia are just too. like, it's just like, oh, we're super comfortable because it's a Kikuyu and Poana. It's like, who fucking cares? Like, They're on a cliff. Newsflash. And about like the Rom thing, like maybe it has to do with Rom being the second ranked player in the world. Maybe that's why he's pretty good. It might just be the fact that he's really good at golf and this course suits him perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. They could never think of that. They could no. never have that. CBS on. always looking for storylines. Always. Always looking for storylines. Actually, it was NBC this week, but. No, it was CBS. No, it was CBS. It was, well, I was watching Golf Channel coverage most of the week, which is NBC. Uh, yeah. But n- either way, they were bringing it up the whole time. On CBS <laughs> was Sunday coverage. and they. Sean, you just made yourself look like a complete doofus right there. Well, <laughs> dude, I was watching Golf Channel live stream coverage on my laptop for three days straight. No, that's respect. So, you, were grinding, you were grinding NBC. On and golf. CBS was today, so... So, ladies and gentlemen, Sean has just outed the fact that he is, didn't watch a single bit of golf this weekend. <laughs> oh, I watched I watched the most out of any of us by far. Actually, I probably watched about 12 to 15 hours of coverage this week. That is true. We did make you live, like, live tweet, I was the, uh, live live tweet in, the group chat. in the group chat. I actually, I, I think I watched 15 minutes of coverage. I was on the golf course, didn't have the chance. Fair excuse. Yeah, I mean, college golfer, Division One golfer. So, Harvard. all right, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Do we want to talk, Patrick? Do we Reed? want to get into Reed? Patty Does Karma not exist? It's the biggest story on. <laughs> Dude, the fact that he won by five is unbelievable. But the thing is, like, I'm not even surprised that he won because Reed loves this stuff, like. I was sitting there last night after all this shit came out and his burner got exposed. And it's like, Reed's going to win tomorrow. This fuels him. Yeah. The it's hate. A perfect storm for Reed. Him. Yeah. It's like, amazing what he can do. I mean, remember at the President's Cup after Kessler literally punched a fan in the face, he went out and dusted <laughs> CT Pan like six and five. It gives him fuel. Yeah. Which it can only happen to a psychopath. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Think he doesn't feel any empathy whatsoever. I don't and like. Does he real? Do you think he realizes what that he everyone hates him? Do you think he realizes it clear as oh, day? Oh, for sure. I think he does, and I think he enjoys it. But you think he likes it? Which he is relishes crazy. in it. I was actually but just here- scrolling through comments on the PGA Tours post. It was the the post of like Patrick Reed has won the Farmers Insurance Open, and did Golf Facts reply to it? Golf Facts did not reply, <laughs> but I was just looking through the comments. Like the first fifteen comments were, like, "Use me this as guy a dislike sucks. button." What a douchebag! Use me as a dislike button. And then someone said, "Yay, my favorite golfer!" And then Patrick Reed replied, "Thank you very much," or something no. to that. <laughs> Reed replied. 
Reed replied. So he, I mean, dude, he reads all the comments. He's all over shit. He's the smuggest. He's the smuggest bastard. What? Yeah. Tonight on Instagram. Tonight. He replied to probably. No way, dude. So he's just. He's a menace. He relishes in it, dude. That's why he's a psychopath. Because any normal person would have mental health issues based on what he goes through on a day-to-day basis. And I think it makes him stronger. Well, being a psychopath is a mental health issue. He just chooses (laughs) not to get treatment for it. (laughs) (laughs) But in a way, he's so brazen with the rules and controversies and he doubles down constantly that in a way you kind of have to respect it. Like he doesn't give a fuck. For sure. I nothing you can respect about Patrick Reed. I respect his grit and his grind for sure, but that doesn't mean I respect him as a human being. I respect him from 50 yards and in. He is everything yeah. that's wrong with golf. He's everything that's wrong with humanity. Yeah. He's everything that's wrong with golf, but I, we were going to save this to later, but is he the best thing for golf right now? One sec, one sec. I don't understand how he thinks that winning can prove people wrong. He, he has I mean, this idea that, that if he wins, that he gets the better of it. I mean, he yeah. was probably running around the Torrey Pines clubhouse today shouting total exoneration. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I you know, know I think he, he probably does think that way, but doesn't it infuriate you when he wins? It doesn't prove people wrong, but it really pisses them off, which is what I think what he likes. Well, Sean, that's a good point because the most invested I ever feel in a non-major championship golf tournament is when Patrick Reed's in contention because I actually have like a vested interest in the result. Like, I don't want this to happen. Like, because here's the thing we I'll probably get into this a little bit more when we when you talk about the discussion of whether he's good for golf or not. But it's the fact that in a post Tiger world. There's really no golf superstar whatsoever. And everybody is just kind of like this cookie cutter, run in the middle, nice guy, except for Patrick Reed, even though the PGA tour tries to do everything in their power to make him look like, you know, he's a nice guy, that he's a gentleman, that he's come through all this adversity that he's completely brought upon himself. But so when in a normal tournament, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, he won. All right, that's cool. But when Reed's involved, it's like, he better not fucking win. Yeah, up until like, up until I think it was 14 that Hovland made a mess of where he hit it over the green. He hit that pull out of, like, smothered it out of the bunker, basically, and made a bogey, and it pretty much sealed it at that point. Up until then, I was so invested in that golf tournament. I hey, can was I pop- rooting so hard for Victor Hovland. Can I pause you for a second? I just got a notification on my phone and it said, Chris commented on your TikTok. Folks, we have a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> in this case kid you is don't in know. breaking news. That is in a rabbit hole. TikTok is, it's our world right now. <laughs> we, we own the TikTok oh, sphere. We own it. We own it. It's, it's a fact. So yeah, so yeah, if you haven't checked us out, Chili Dip Pod on TikTok, you've probably seen a couple of our videos this week. Yeah, we uh, went viral, no big deal. Instagram, you know who saw our, (laughs) you know who saw our TikTok page? The PGA Tour. PGA Tour. We're friends with the PGA PGA Tour. Tour, Friend of the pod. 
We're best friends. Uh, but back back to uh, back to Reed. Back to yeah. I mean, he definitely makes you more invested in a golf tournament when he's in the hunt. I mean, look at him at the Masters this year. We went nuts when he was on the first page of the leaderboard after two days, sweating, not wanting him to win, just sweating <laughs> bullets. So uh, yeah, he definitely makes golf more interesting. He's probably it's... good for viewership, but I don't think he's good for the image of the game. No, no. Not... But I mean, here's the thing: everybody loves, everybody loves a villain. You need a villain, and you need a good guy. And it's a shame that the PGA Tour just doesn't lean into the fact that Reed is such an asshole. Because in every other sport, there's there's good guys and there's bad guys. Like, yeah. He needs – if I was Jay Monahan, I would just paint him to, out to be like Isaiah Thomas, the old Isaiah Thomas, not the one that was playing for the Yeah, Celtics. but you don't see Adam Silver saying like, oh, Kevin Durant is an asshole. Or Yeah, I think as the tour, you can't do that. But, Mike, I think you but, see, you're seeing uh, coverage start to turn on Reed a little bit. I think there was definitely yeah. a bias against him this week. You noticed it with Faldo. The, right sure. after the ruling happened, Faldo was very critical of him. Most analysts, like Golf Channel guys, Brandel, uh, those guys were, were pretty critical of how he handled the situation. And then you also had, after the winning putt was hold, usually, I mean, even he was up dead 18, silent. Dead usually, silent. Usually those guys will, will come up with some sort of storyline, some adversity, which they talked a little bit about, but there was no like kumbaya, wow, this is the coming out party for Patrick Reed after switching swing coaches there was none of that there was none of that after the winning putt was hold so i think they're starting to turn a little bit well and yeah you didn't have any jim nance pre-rehearsed one-liner or whatnot but here's the thing also if the pga tour is not going to use the authority that they definitely have and just choose not to choose not to exercise and actually and actually hold patrick reed accountable the next in line is kind of it's kind of the analysts and and um, and commentators who are actually broadcasting the event, they're the next in line in a way. Yeah, because as much as you don't like to admit it, what Nick Faldo says, what Jim Nance says, what Brandel Chambly says has a huge influence on what fans think. And if they turn on Patrick Reed or if they subtly hint at, hey, Reed didn't handle this situation the right way, fans are going to turn on him. Fans are not going to like that. And it's going to paint him as the villain whether or not the tour does anything about it. And I guess that's a separate debate is whether or not the tour should start penalizing him, should pay more attention to this, should be more critical of him. But here's the problem is the fact that PGA, the PGA tour, when it comes to punishments, when it comes to fines, when it comes to suspensions, all that is kept internal. It's all these internal affairs they're not leaked to the public. So nobody knows what's going on. We don't know whether, you know, they suspended him. They don't, we don't know whether say they actually I mean, did anything about the Justin. Definitely had conversations with Reed. But, but here's the thing. We don't, we don't know whether they did. We don't know whether they, you know, slapped Justin Thomas on the wrist, whether they find him, whatnot. I'm just using that as an example. These are two totally different things. But what the point I'm trying to say is that, when we don't know what the PGA tour is actually doing, you can easily misconstrue the fact that they just don't give a fuck about it. They're just letting him, they're just letting him go again. And they're not actually doing anything about it, that they're, that they're condoning it. 
And they put themselves in a terrible position time and time again. And so when, so when Patrick Reed for the fifth or sixth time gets into a rules controversy, they're so ill-equipped to handle it because they paint, because they painted him out to be, you know, some, some guy that has been attacked wrongfully and has come through so much adversity when it's, when it's complete crock of shit. Yeah. And here's the thing is that if I'm a sponsor of Reed, I'm embarrassed to be a sponsor of Reed at this point. And if well, I'm a reason why there's I'm no sponsor coach, I'm embarrassed to be a swing coach. If what, who is he? Ledbetter? Ledbetter. Yeah. Ledbetter well, works with him now. Just I, if I'm Ledbetter, I drop Reed if I'm Ledbetter. I mean, Ledbetter's a goofball as it is. I think Ledbetter's in a dark place and kind of needs Reed, but maybe he needs that's neither here nor there yeah at this point it's embarrassed to be associated with reed in any i agree yeah well i mean there's there's a reason why he's the what is he going to be like probably like the seventh ranked player in the world now and he's buying his clothes at at golf galaxy and and he's having them (laughs) stitched on by justine his (laughs) His one sponsor what is it grindworks or hublot whatever that watch company is like what is Grindworks? Is it just like his buddy, you know, forging set of irons for him? If he has a buddy, I don't know if he has. So buddies. speaking of Could Justine, Kessler. we need to talk about the burner account. Oh yeah. Oh my god. This is supposed Can, to be our opening question. We're, listen, already, we're some, already into this. Listen, somewhere in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant is just scrolling through his Twitter and he's just like, "My shit wasn't this bad." <laughs> this Dude. is like the biggest exposed job in sports like how do you rat yourself out this is insane Mike, somewhere so in brooklyn somewhere in brooklyn kevin durant's going that's the woman i should have married <laughs> <laughs> i don't think in a way i feel bad for patrick reed because i bet you that woman runs him oh she she has he's crazy as the night i mean long. he he's a justine puppet is what he is she is whoo she's a terror it's really unbelievable um so we're gonna go through our favorite tweets and my, chris can you just explain what this twitter is and how it came about just yeah. quickly yeah so yesterday after the round after the controversy a tweet came out very briefly from patrick reed's verified account that said in all caps, Rory McIlroy did the same thing today on hole 18 exclamation point and didn't even call a rules official over to deem the ball embedded end of story in all caps, which is an outrageous thing to say. And nothing is that's correlated to what Reed usually tweets, right? At the same time, and I'm not sure the exact time difference between when Reed tweeted and when this Twitter account Golf Facts tweeted, but they tweeted the exact same thing. In all caps, same punctuation, same everything. So it kind of exposes Reed to have been using this Twitter account called Golf Facts and obviously mistake the accounts and tweeted it from his own account. Something's going on. Yeah, something's going on. It, it, whether or not it's that or Justine's running it and happened to tweet the same thing, like it, 
there's something it's going hilarious. on. There's an association here. You can look at past tweets and they're all very pro Patrick Reed. So, I mean, who's to say, but it's probably a Justine burner account. So I guess with that being said, we're going to run through it, right. And give our favorite tweets from this account. It took me a solid minute to find a find a tweet that just wasn't in all caps, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's remarkable how much this account has slandered other players. It is. It, oh, my God. There's so much Rory slander, some JT slander going on. Um, I'm surprised no speed slander. I haven't seen anything. I love it. The way their relationship has gone the last couple of years. But can I start it off? I think I've got a pretty Go good one. So this was tweeted on October 31st of 2020. While you run your mouth about quote unquote <laughs> allegations, Patrick Reed has formal documentation with truth that puts all those Georgia boys and allegations to shame. The only thing that he stole from those boys at UGA were the two NCAA titles after he left. Have a nice life. That's the, <laughs> the have a nice life. To have a nice life is just so passive aggressive. Really makes the tweet for me. Really enjoyed that one. Oh my God. So some of these are unbelievable and it just shows the victim mindset of the Reed uh, team Reed, the Reed camp. Um, this is replying to, I'm guessing it's replying to some OWGR stuff, maybe some Ryder cup points thing, but this is, this is at PGA newsfeed at PGA championship at PGA. So oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. So every player in the top 10 in the world is in a feature featured or notable pairing, except Patrick Reed. This is a prime example of marginalizing a player slash person discrimination. Maybe he's one of the best players in the world. Number eight hashtag. This is not right. <laughs> and then, oh and then she God. replies to the tweet again. He's earned the right to be in a featured slash notable group. There's no doubt about it. It's marginalizing one of the best players in the world, Patrick Reed. Literally just saying the same thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it's just great to put like the word marginalizing in a tweet about like a white pro golfer. Just really, I, I just really outrageous. It sounds like, it, it sounds like the, press statement from like the white house or some shit yeah i don't know crazy stuff it's it's hilarious it's like you don't even believe it um it's it's too good to be true my so the most recent golf facts tweet was right after the masters no one should be awarded a major championship, nonetheless a green jacket at the Masters without the pressure and excitement fans bring. Having fans at, ma- at majors is just like having fans at a Ryder Cup. Why have a major with no fans? No fans, no Ryder Cup. Should be same for majors. That's just such a terrible take. It's a terrible take. such a stupid thing to say. Another one where a guy calls out Reed for being a cheater Golf facts responds, you're a hater, and it sounds like that is all you'll ever be. <laughs> Patrick Reed is not a cheater. He had one rules infraction in eight seasons on tour and both on both PGA and Euro Tour. There are players with multiple rules infractions, in all caps, in one season, much less eight years. Take your hate somewhere else. I think that, I mean, that actually is a fair point. I was going to bring this up, and that's kind of a good segue. 
there are a million guys by all accounts that regularly, I don't want to say cheat, but do really shady stuff on the PGA tour. Take like whether it's what take liberties, whether it's marking your ball, fluffing your lie, you know, just egregious little things like that. It, there's a lot of accounts of it. And it, to, it mostly happens from what I hear with guys that are not on TV, like guys who you just really don't hear from making a lot of noise on the top of leaderboards. And I guess it's, that makes it even more outrageous for, for Reed to be doing that kind of stuff when he knows he's going to be on TV. He's a top 10 player in the world. He's always hanging around the lead. It's really outrageous for him to be doing that when he knows he's going to get coverage. Well, remember, he thinks there's an agenda agenda against him. So guess what? No cameras are going to be showing him, but that's not true. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he he wouldn't have thought that there was a camera to show that the ball bounced, I, I, I don't know what went through his mind. I really am curious as to what went through his mind in those five minutes. Like, there's no way he genuinely thought that. Like, it's the most disingenuous bullshit to come out of his mouth. And – and there's a lot of disingenuous bullshit. And, and my problem too was uh, the, my, the biggest problem I had with the whole thing was Reed, when he walked over to the ball, immediately picked it up, like, you know, called the rules official over, but immediately picked it up, assuming he was going to get the drop. And he basically picked the ball up in the palm of his hand, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to pick it up with two fingers and then started poking around yeah. down in the grass the him prodding like, around into into yeah. the earth you can't probe through the grass like that and push down like it literally looks like he's pressing on the grass it's trying to put an imprint in the grass. yeah for like oh, 15 seconds he it was unbelievable it. whether yeah. or not he did that is is difficult to say but it's not a good look you you can't be hanging around doing that with the ball in your hand before a rules official gets there it's, it's automatically gonna be assumed with bad intention he essentially pointed a loaded gun at the rules official's head and said the ball was embedded like the rules official can't do anything because he didn't see the original yeah the only thing the rules official can do is check to see if there's a lip on the pitch mark which there clearly was because he you know knifed it in with a t or something (laughs) and that's it that's all the official can do is is use the information he has so did you guys see this tweet where Justine or Patrick gets really butthurt about the fact there's six pa- captain's picks? Yeah, I did see that one. Oh, this one's so good. Can I read it out? Sure. Yeah. At Ryder Cup USA, if qualifying was extended by a year, why are there six picks? Originally, USA would have four picks, but due to the shortened schedule, it's decided there'd be six picks. So with the extended qualifying time, why are there six picks? <laughs> I mean, I, if that doesn't confirm it, I don't know what does. It's like it's outrageous. But back to what we were saying earlier. One I think Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say on the Ryder Cup, when is the Ryder Cup captain's picks announced? It's like a week or two before, I think. I, I think they now try and do it like a week before after the after the whole Billy Horschel Christmas. When is the Ryder Cup scheduled? September, October. I mean, it's in Wisconsin. Um, it would be pumps. so great if Reed was just on the outside of the points list 
And so he would have been like a prime. He would be a prime contender for a captain's pick, and just doesn't you get can't chosen. Pick him. You can't pick you him. Can't you pick cannot him. pick him. You can't. He's especially like, he's, after what Xander said today. And, and uh, this is a good segue because I wanted to read it, and I thought his answer was really telling about how the the other guys, especially like, you know, the guys that opinions really matter in terms of Ryder Cup are like Xander, Spieth, JT, the guys that are going to get paired with him. So Xander goes, uh, when asked about whether or not he would have picked the ball up, he goes, no, I would wait for an official. You can put a tee in the ground and check your ball. I mean, he did everything by the book according to the official and everyone stood by, everyone that stood by there. Obviously the talk amongst the boys isn't great, I guess, but he's protected by the tour and that's all that matters, I guess. That's coming directly from Xander? That's coming directly from Xander in an interview today. And that's the problem. That's all Xander can actually say without getting fucking fined. Because remember, we remember what happened with Cam Smith at the President's Cup when he essentially said that Pat Reed's a cheater and, and the tourist just came after Smith. Yeah, but that tells you everything you need to know. Like, I don't need any more information right there. I know exactly how everyone on tour feels about this now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I want to know the guy... And I would like love to know the opinions of the guys who are, you know, I don't want to say journeymen, but kind of the meat of the PGA Tour. You know, those guys who are kind of hanging like right in the middle of the pack, you know. Yeah. Who well, are you heard it from Kevin who aren't going to be in the feature group. You know, I mean, Kevin Kisner's won the WGC. No, but I'm saying that you've heard it from Kevin Kisner. These guys wouldn't piss on Reed if he was on fire. And nor would I. <laughs> but who, 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 who's my opinion doesn't matter in that regard. So should we, we've talked about Reed. Should we talk a little bit about Rory and how, how that situation compares to this one and why yeah, so I think we have a consensus agreement about these. I think we have a consensus agreement because I had initially thought that Rory's ball, Rory's ball clearly bounced. Yeah. The question is whether it bounced back into its own pitch mark because Rory mentioned in an interview that he was certain that the ball had bounced into its own pitch, that the ball was sitting in its own pitch mark, in which yeah. case he is permitted to take embedded ball rule. So with that being the case, and obviously you have to trust Rory on that, given that he's, you know, a model of etiquette and, and honesty on tour. I had initially thought that the ball had bounced and, you know, obviously didn't go in its own pitch mark. And then that throws a wrinkle in the whole situation because then you can't use the fact that Reed's ball bouncing was proof that he was cheating. Do you know what I mean? So it's a shame that this happened because all this does is give it gives Pat Reed cover and gives him an excuse for his bullshit. It's a shame that it happened, Mike, but I also think it's perfect that Rory was the guy that it happened to. Because he's Rory the complete opposite. is the complete opposite of Patrick Reed. He's very outspoken, big etiquette guy, never done anything shady. So when you look at the difference between these two guys and then how they handled the situation, it just makes what Patrick Reed did, in my eyes, more glaringly obvious that he cheated. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. But, so, yeah, basically, Rory said he was certain that it bounced in – it bounced, created a pitch mark, landed back in his original pitch mark. He took relief. He talked to the other guys in his group before even like touching the ball, before doing anything, took relief. 
and there were there were really no issues until I think after the round, after the, the whole read thing blew up, then what Rory did was was brought to the attention of everything of everyone else. But but I think there's really no no problem with what uh, with what Rory did. I agree. I totally agree. Um, and great uh, work know. by Justine for bringing that to to the attention of our minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give it up to her. It really, it worked out so well. How <laughs> right he gets away that. with it every fucking time. It's unbelievable. I don't know what else to say about Patrick Reed. I mean, clearly right. everyone hates him. His short and oh, I do want to just say one thing. I want to conclude by saying him winning doesn't solve anything. It doesn't like prove us wrong. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't better him in any way. I don't care if he wins every event. I don't care if he's number one in the world. Yeah, like he didn't. He cheats one, in a game that's built on the fundamentals of honesty and integrity. self-governance. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, right? Is that's the game is built about honor. It's built around honor, integrity, you know, respecting the rules of the game. And if people are going to take advantage of it, then there's no way, there's no defense. There's no defense it's all comes down to the player being honorable and owning up to when they've done something wrong. And, and when someone takes advantage of it, there's no way to defend against it. And it puts the, and it puts his fellow PGA tour players in such a shitty position because the fact that the tour isn't going to do anything about it, at least we presume that the tour is not going to do anything about it. They essentially needs have to be, you know, Patrick Reed's babysitters. Like they're like, you know, like Patrick Reed's police whenever they play with him. And that's, and that's the distraction that neither that no player needs. Yeah, well said. I mean, I think I think we summed it up pretty well there. I agree. Right. I do want to say though, if you look at where Patrick Reed has won, and I'm looking at a Ryan Lavner tweet, by the way. Shout out Lavner, friend of the pod. He, win, he wins big golf tournaments. He you only look wins. at the places he's won: Augusta, Bethpage, Kapalua. Tory, Doral, Chapultepec. I mean, Chapultepec shouldn't be on the list, but Liberty. I think National, Chapultepec's the biggest one. Sedgefield, PGA West. I mean, those are all big ballparks. They're all, they're all big time venues. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially Chapultepec against Bryson. Woo! Chapultepec is the biggest joke. Hey, do not disrespect Chapultepec and Geronimo. Okay, should we get into some other storylines? Yeah. Um, Victor Hovland, did you that putt? Yeah, I was was giving you guys the updates, the play-by-plays, and I freaked out when that happened. I think it's one footer on the TV coverage. It ended up being two feet two inches, but it was like a dead straight putt. I think I think they might be altering that to save his ass. That looked a lot shorter. (laughs) Yeah. I checked right after I checked immediately. Cause I was, I was like, that looked maybe a foot and a half max. I think it's unfair that we placed all this responsibility on Victor Hovland having to take down golf's biggest I... super villain when you've only won two times on the PGA tour and you're incredibly shaky around the greens and there's Poana greens. That's, that might be a little bit too much to ask of him. Agreed, but it could have been, a, it could have been a nice coming out party for Hovland. Listen, take nice. Down. I mean, he's already a really well liked guy. Go take down Reed, and uh, he would have been 
everyone's favorite player for a day. The fact that he lost just truly proves that nice guys finish last. Like the nicest guy on the PGA Tour just getting completely shafted by the golf gods. Yeah. But, but I mean, overall, looking at the tournament today, you know, Reed went, out, Reed went out and won it. Like there was a great leaderboard, right? And, and no one else really did anything. We everyone saw, I think altered. everyone I mean, shot like 60 or everyone shot like 70 or 71. There was well, just no one in the 60s. And he won it because he scrambled his ass off. I think he lost, you know, yeah, he had from T to Green, he lost, shots. I think he lost about three and a half. He lost about three and a half shots from T to green, but he made up, he gained all those strokes back from like 50 yards and in because he gets up and down every single time. It's unbelievable. He does have an insane short game. Best bunk. He might be the best bunker player on tour. He probably might. And he might actually have the best all around short game on tour. He is the I best mean, all around short game. From we don't want to admit it. Seen. Yeah, You know, I think I've said this before. It's such a shame that he's an asshole because let's just say if he was like the most bland, unoffensive guy on planet Earth, let's say, you know, no controversy whatsoever. If you just watch him, you don't know who he is. He's objectively fun to watch. You don't know where the ball's going. The ball could go anywhere off the tee. And he hits it nowhere. Yeah, he's a a poofer. He's not a good iron player, but... He's actually statistically this year an unbelievable iron player. Is he really? Yeah, I, that's something that I was surprised to see. But he uh, his scrambling is fucking crazy. Yeah, well his his iron play doesn't exactly pass the eye test. But once you get from 120 yards and in, it, it's like watching a magician. Yeah, he he punched out today on 16. I think it was. He had 40 yards, like to up to an elevated tabletop green. And I texted you guys, yeah, he's got a 40 yard pitch shot. If he gets up and down, he pretty much wins the tournament. I think it might have been 17. And I think I said, I'm like, okay, he's good. I'm like, he's going to get it up and down. Yeah. And you both said he's guaranteed getting it up and down. And he hit it to like eight inches. So that just tells you everything you need to know about his short game. But I want to talk about some of the other storylines here. We had guys. We had guys that could take him down, right? There was there were a few guys, a couple shots back. Rom was right there, kind of faltered, did nothing, ended up shooting even on the day. And then, it, it, honestly, a lot of the guys that ended up finishing like T2, you had Finau shoot three under, kind of backdooring his way in there. Norlander, yeah, top five Tony, woo! Top five Tony. We had Xander shooting three under to sneak his way into a top two. And then, obviously, Hovland didn't really, didn't really get the job done, so – you know, a lot of guys just kind of faded and then a couple guys ended up taking their place. Okay. Carlos Ortiz, which by the way, yeah, try, to, egg. try to say Carlos Ortiz 10 times. Carlos One of the Ortiz, hardest names. Carlos Ortiz, Carlos Ortiz. <laughs> Christ. I need to cut that out. <laughs> we might have to. 78 from Ortiz. Yeah. Final group 78 and a guy that really clutched it out. Like, I don't know, two, three months ago in Houston. And he, yeah. and he had one of the best rounds of the year on Saturday with that 66. Another notable Sam Burns four putting the first green basically took him out of the tournament. Can we talk about, um, can we talk about that fried egg that Ortiz had on the first hole? That was disgusting. Did I didn't see, see it. That? I didn't oh, see my- that now. I think you, you only saw about a quarter of the ball. And 
and he had yeah, like one foot out. It was not good. It was not good at all. Um, I also I want to shout out Henrik Norlander. It was I was rooting for him the hardest today because he was Reed's teammate at Augusta State. He won two national championships with Reed. He was their number two guy. And they've been known, I mean, to have the biggest, they had the biggest beef as teammates. They would fight constantly. I mean, it was, it was to the point where like Norlander and the rest of the Augusta state teammates were like rooting against Reed in matches. I saw a great tweet today. said that, that the Reed Norlander playoff today is going to be fought with knives only. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it would have been so great to see Norlander like get in a playoff with Reed head to oh head and God. then take him down. Oh, it would have oh, been, so been amazing. But of course, we don't care what we want. So, this is why we can't have nice things. Um, another shout out Rory won over today. He kind of he had a good front, but then I don't know, he parred nine, bogeyed 10, and then he was kind of distant. Another contention for him. I mean, yeah, not much to say about Rory. The winless that. streak continues. The winless streak continues. It's the same story for Finau. But he's playing really Finau. well. Finau, I mean, Sean, you called it on Finau last week. You were like, this guy's auto-contending. Yeah. Like, probably top five, if not top same ten. Same as Rory. I said but that, he won't like, win. Well, he plays so well at this I, I even said and that. This- I was like, I'm just hoping for Finau to, like, get in position. Just, like, get there and then walk your way into a win somehow. And he, he almost did that. He almost did that. Well, that's what's going to happen. He's not going to win it. Somebody's going to gift it to him. Exactly. That's the thing. You've got to think, like, if he just keeps contending, he's going to stumble into a win at some point. I'm early picking him next week. Like, he's automatically my pick for for, uh, Scottsdale. So, yeah, there's your two picks. He's going to win, and the tournament is definitely going to go into a playoff and overlap with the Super Bowl. Yeah. What if he- <laughs> that would be in classic Finau fashion and just no one remembers that he won? Like, no yeah, one's exactly. Watch that well, dude, last year he went into a playoff with Webb. Yeah, Webb literally as the Super Bowl was starting. Down. That's why I think thing. he's gonna he's gonna contend. Listen, Webb Webb wanted to watch the game, so he so he called he called match right then and there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sick, really sick from Webb. Wait, can I up. say something about Xander? Like Xander seemingly always gets into gets into positions to win but never you're never convinced that he's actually going to do it you know what i mean especially in a major just in general like you never you never say to yourself like i think he might actually pull it out i i've never said he's gonna win you never do even the times he has won you don't think he's gonna win he just does nothing yeah, I mean, he just never really has the tournament in control, it seems like. Never has. Not, I mean, the, the closest I can think of is the tour championship that he won. So, Mike, you had some some notes in here. CBS coverage, I don't know how much you want to talk about that. You said you thought it substantially improved. I, I didn't notice better. a single thing. And I don't I, really care no, about the coverage. I, it was. The little coverage was so I much better. It was better. Way, it was. Chris, the leaderboard in the corner? Yeah. Great, Unbelievable. Great I was about to say that. Great little move. faded out. It's a little Oh, was that in the bottom right-hand corner? Yes. I was Great noticing move. that actually. Wow. I, I didn't I didn't notice that was new. I, I just felt like there were so many less commercials. I think we saw Foul- more golf shots. 
more golf shots. Faldo was on his game. Well, Lance, I think it was the reason Lance I wasn't it, dicking about. I didn't think it was that different because we had a two horse race today. We didn't have a lot of golf shots to be shown. So well, my only, my only criticism, I, I that is where they struggle when you have a bunch of guys going in and out different yeah. parts of the course. You have a guy they making lose a charge. Track. Yeah. Yeah. They'll lose, they'll lose players. But, but other, other than that, I, I saw substantial improvement aside from the fact that it took them about 20 minutes to show a golf shot today. What with them recapping the read situation? Yeah, like you can do it while watch watching golf. While having a little tiny little box on the top. But that's that's the saddest thing about golf coverage. They need to bring back the the little corner in the top right in the top right of the screen where it shows your the other player's reaction to a golf shot. Remember that? No. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the best thing that yeah, ever happened in golf coverage. All sudden, when he was be the right club today. Why they take that away? Oh yeah, they it need to bring that either. back. If I was if I was a producer, well, I that's the thing. It seems kind of like early two thousandsy. But that's what was sweet about it. I think golf coverage is better in the early two thousands. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. It was yeah. not better in the early two thousands. You didn't have pro less drink. commercials. Minus Pro Tracer, golf coverage is probably better. And I wasn't old enough to know, but it was, it could, it really couldn't have been worse. I think you don't think we're spoiled about golf coverage. No, it's really I bet hard 1970s golf coverage was probably Dude. better. Oh, I, Dude. if you watch some of the, if you watch some of the old masters, those are sick. It's pretty electric. They're not sick, dude. They had like the flyover of the hole, but it would basically just be like someone's crayon drawings of it. And they, would <laughs> that's what makes it like endearing and hilarious. <laughs> it's like, it's so bootleg. It's like, it's like watching like bad CGI from like a seventies movie. Like, you know, like when yeah. you watch star Wars and you're just like, that's obviously a puppet. Yeah, you know it's bad, but it's it's like kind of good. Like y- you just you're watching it, you're like, "Man, that's fake." You know, that's not that's <laughs> <You're> not real. <laughs> like, that's but it's good shit. at the same time. Yeah, I guess the job did it. Guess the message across. But so yeah, Mike, did- Mike, did it get you excited for for the U.S. Open though, Tori? No, no, I'm dreading this tournament. And I that's where you draw the line, right? It, Listen, I, I played did a good job of that. I've played Torrey Pines and I'm telling you, it has got to be one of the most boring golf courses I've ever played. Like they don't do a good job showing the greens and some of those greens actually are pretty interesting, but from, from T2 green, it has got to be the most boring set of 36 holes that you can find in America. I called it, you know, I called it in the group chat, the Firestone of the West. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, it, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but saying when saying this, but there's definitely a Muni vibe to it. Like, it, you know, the, there's a lot of mundane holes out there, it, and Listen, there's a I'll lot tell, of there's a lot of space this. out there. There's too much space for people to hit it. You can hit it anywhere there. No, and but here's the thing: it's going to be an unbelievable U.S. Open venue with no, that rough. Not. No, it is. It is. With no, that it's rough, not because you want to know why all. The only test of this course is length. So guess what? The only the only guys at the top of the no, leaderboard are going to be length. guys who hit it you long. It's going to be a Bryson Walk. You have to hit it straight. 
You have to. You can't no, no, have no, no, wedge no, no, from a rough, from this rough. No, 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 they no, said no, about no, no. winged foot, dude. I'm in the yes, same boat you. as Mike here. I'm in the same boat. There's Chris, less intrigue the most, to this guy. It's Chris, it's, it's the most about, unnuanced take that you've no, had in a while. It's not. It's not. It's it's obvious. No, 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 Chris. If you had the fairway so narrow where nobody can where nobody can hit the fairway and everybody's pumping into the rough is still going to reward the guys who have the most speed because they can get the most loft on the ball and get, it's and get the be ball a, to stop quickest. I'm saying it's going to be an incredibly entertaining tournament at Torrey because of how difficult it's going to play due to the ridiculously insane rough. That's what you, I, I totally disagree. That's what they said. How is about that not going to make it fun to watch? You want a place where, where you can bomb it around like PGA West rough dry, but thin. that's what this is. That's what this is. It's the same yeah. thing. When you grow There's the no rough strategy, out, this golf it turns course. into a place that you can bomb it around. Like, what do you want? I want Every, I want wide fairways. I want angles. I want I want a different golf course. I want course. it firm and fast. I that's the main thing. I want this golf course does golf. not Mike, you mentioned with width and angles, and it's so cliche to talk about, but this golf course does nothing for width and angles. Every hole is straight. And you can hit it in the left or right rough and most likely have a shot where you can hit it within 20 feet pretty easily. It also yeah. has a top five finishing hole in golf. No, we, I, I will I admit 18 is, 18 is sick. No, 18 sick. was so sick to watch today. With the Sunday pin too, it's even better. It's insane. Dude, that fucking backboard was ridiculous. If they don't put the pin Dude, it's a on sick the hole. front if left. If you hit a great drive, you can get there and two make eagle. If you miss... If you miss the drive, then you're scrambling for par, maybe, you know? Like, it's a great finishing hole. If they put the pin, if they put the pin on the front right where the where the tiger pin was for the 2008 US Open, I'm gonna be pissed on Sunday for the US Open. I agree. They should put it in this front left location because like watching, you know, Finau hit Finau had a monster drive today. He had like 245 in. Hits two iron right at the stick. It comes up short. He makes six. If he hits a great shot there, he has a chance to make eagle. There's so much, there's so much variability in the score that you can make on that hole. Yeah, I, I think it's a fine hole. I mean, here's the thing: there's no terrible hole out there, but there's no amazing hole out there. They're all the same. I couldn't pick one out Agreed. of them. All right, <sighs> that's it. That's enough. That's enough of farmers. I think we got all of our Woo! frustrations. I'm really just. I feel like a like weight's been lifted pumping. off my shoulder. I know. Yeah. It's the it's the clubhouse leader for a tournament of the year. It really it, is, dude. It was. It was just Looney Tunes. Like it there was just <laughs> like this is this is the bar. This is what everybody has to. This is what everybody should aspire there was just to. So much going on. There's just like this and that and this. It was. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Like the fact that like reach heating could overshadow the fact that his wife is running a fucking burner. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, can we get up? Get into uh, matchups and back asswords. Some some lighter segments. And okay, just run through those. Let's. I completely them. forgot about these. Let's recap them. We Let's go through matchups this week. Rom versus Xander. Hey Chris, I, do you have yeah. any apologies to issue? Uh yeah, I actually do have an apology. You know, Mike, I'm gonna do you do you a solid here. And I'm gonna apologize. First time ever. I'm apologizing to you. <laughs> I know. It's, it's out of the ten years that we've known each other, at least. It, it feels weird for sure. <laughs> it's not a comfortable feeling. 
but I will apologize for absolutely roasting your matchups last week. I think I call them the worst matchups that we've seen this year. I thought they were fine. I really, I thought they were pretty good from this, from last week and they, they proved to be pretty good. They were awesome. Everyone that you picked contended except Phil versus Spieth, which was obviously a joke matchup. Yeah, but they were. And that was a close one too. That yeah, was but they were all competitive within their matchup. Is the and point. they were competitive too. Agreed. Yeah. So Rom versus Xander, Mike, you missed the boat on this one. Well, Xander came back at the at like the death. Xander came back. Sean and I picked Xander, so we won that matchup. Second one was Rory versus Hovland, and this was also sneaky. I mean, gosh, I thought Rory had it in the bag no all week this is a great week setting i up cannot hovland. believe hovland beat rory well shout out to shout out to hovland he played pretty much almost definitely the round of the year with that 65 on friday in oh some yeah brutal conditions on one of the hardest courses on tour and it looked like today like his this was his floor today like this was as bad as hovland can play and he, he still shot i think one under 71 which yeah. is like saying a lot about how good he is. Yeah. But anyways, uh, last, uh, who picked? Yeah. You guys so, both picked Rory and I no, picked no, Hovland. I, I picked I Rory picked... and you guys both had Hovland. So. Wow. You Mike, you're on the Hovland train. Respect. Yeah. Crazy, crazy tapped. And uh, so the last matchup was Phil Spieth and, and Sean, you picked Phil. I did pick Phil. I'm red hot again, boys. Three and zero this week. Spieth completely gaslit us on Thursday on the North Course. Just completely yeah. gaslit us. <laughs> this is like I'm back. No, I'm not. So, Mike, with Sean's three and zero week, he moves ahead of you and bumps you into last place. Holy shit! You are five and seven on the year, losing record. Wow, oh, dear. Sean, you're six and six. 500 definitely a good comeback and credit where credit's due i'm 11 and 6 i got that plus 5 boost from picking haddon to win abu dhabi and that's it so we actually so our picks to win were pretty interesting i had rory mike had rom and sean had dina good and i will say Sean didn't pick him to win. He just picked him to contend. I picked <laughs> him to contend. No, he had no faith in Tony. You should get a bonus point for exactly picking him to contend, but not. Yeah, I actually should. But I, I, I just want to mention, I also did, I was really strongly considering Hovland. I had him typed out in the chat, like as Hovland was my pick to win. Crazy. Which would have been insane if I, I mean, picked Hovland to win twice out of the two times I picked him if he won. Listen, none of us, you know, had the foresight to see Patrick Reed because this no. course shouldn't suit shouldn't. Pat Reed. But when you make it that long and that narrow, it comes down to a chipping and putting competition. Chris, back ass words. So our back ass words segment is where each podcaster drafts one player for the other two podcasters. The goal is for the other podcasters to make as little money as possible for that week. And once a guy is taken, they're off the board for the entire back asswards season. Good week for for some guys trailing this week in back asswards, right? Yeah. So we had a funky 
back asswards week because Mike completely <laughs> choked on his pick. No, 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 no. You want to know why? It's because Chris can't edit the fucking Google Doc properly. <laughs> no, no, no. Mike, <laughs> you should know that Ricky Fowler's me. been picked. Come on. Well, Ricky's so boring that you forget. And you've got to know that Nick Watney's been picked. Yeah. COVID boy. I mean, who doesn't know Nick Watney has been picked? Yeah. Disrespectful to Heidi. Nick Watney, actually. <laughs> Nick, say hi to Heidi. Put some respect on Watney's <laughs> name. I think they're actually cousins. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, okay. I didn't she's know more fam- widely known. I mean, she's a more famous Watney. Who gives a shit? Um, All right. So, so how it worked out was Sean and I just threw Mike a bone and said, listen, we'll only have one player on our teams this week to earn us money. So as it turned out, I think Sean, you gave Mike Scott Piercy and Piercy withdrew. Oh, (laughs) I mean, the hole couldn't have been any deeper. As it turns out, we all just ended up with having one player. Which makes it fair and square. Which makes it fair and square. Um, I was given JB Holmes, and he missed. Which is a out. weird pick because he plays well at Tory typically. That's that's a sharp pick though. Just you get that feeling about JB. This ain't his week, and of course he doesn't deliver because you can't count on JB. You're feeling some uh, Port Rush energy, some I'm 84 energy. Mega Port Rush, mega TPC Sawgrass. Shout out 87 final round, 81 final round, JB. Friend of the pod, though. So Seems like a a fun guy. Sneaky friend of the pod. Seems slow. Seems really slow. Um, Didn't he have brain surgery? He did. Yeah. Maybe a lobotomy instead. Great. Probably lobotomy. Jesus Christ. Wow. (laughs) Disrespect. He almost died, I'm pretty sure. Did he really? I had no idea. No, he didn't. It was like a tumor. Well, now I feel bad. Shout out JB Holmes, friend of the pod. Way to ruin the mood, Mike. Well, I have to call you guys out when you guys are dicks about a guy getting brain surgery. Yeah, we're dicks. I'm sure he would laugh about it if we if we call a lobotomy. Yeah, JB just he probably would. JB seems like that. He you know you rough him around. He maybe the speed wiring slowed, (laughs) got fucked up. So. Okay, so I had JB. He won me no money this week. It's all right. I'm still sitting at a million and a half total for the year. Mike, big week for Ted Potter Jr., your sole competitor. He earned you. Boot like Greg Chalmers. Grand. <laughs> boot like Greg Chalmers. <laughs> Seriously, boot like Greg Chalmers. And Sean, I gave you Matt Naismith. He earned a cool 20000 That's big. That's just chipping away at debts chipping right away. there. Chipping away, Mike, you're yes. still way behind. Like, out so <laughs> far behind that this doesn't even begin to put a dent in your deficit. Listen, I think that's probably I, what, like, I had to resort to debt or debt. You guys accused me of, on Wednesday, of engaging in possibly shady tactics. And listen, they were not shady. And even if they were shady, they couldn't dig me out of the massive ditch that I'm in. Allegedly, Mike, allegedly. Allegedly. Listen, yeah. I wouldn't stoop to Mr. Reese's level. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, the back asswords segment is becoming just academic at this point because I'm so far ahead and, Mike, you're so far behind. It's like group assault. <laughs> it's, <not even> fun. <laughs> it's, 
it's getting I, it's gonna get better though. It's getting it's getting to the point where some guys we know are getting picked. We got will get what better. 60 guys off the board now, so it's really it's Just gonna get to 60. a point. Yeah, Listen, so back passwords it's great. Back passwords for me is that five, ten minutes of the pod where I just feel like a complete fucking moron <laughs> where I'm just like, do I know nothing about golf? Why am I on a podcast? What the hell is this? <laughs> and I get yeah. so confident every Wednesday and it's just like, oh, he missed the cut. So, I mean, yeah, there's, it's hard to feel confident when other guys are picking your guys for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I come up with what I think is a sharp pick and then they go out and make like 75 K. You pick the Brian Gaze at the Bermuda Championships of the world, you know? Well, that's you. That's that's, that's a you I'm, problem. That's why I said the Brian Gay of the Bermuda yeah. Championships well, of Sean, the world. Well, Sean, that that contributed that to my lead, but that didn't contribute to Mike sucking. That is true. Otherwise. Well, it's a two-way street. It is a two-way street. Um, so it will get interesting. Players come off the board. We can't use them again. So we're eventually going to have to, you know, be picking Rom and Cantley and Xander and Bryson. So – and DJ, um, which will be interesting. I, I bet you by Masters time, our back asswords for Masters will be crazy. Be pretty good. It'll be pretty good. That yeah. that actually will be really good in a limited field event. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. We're already <laughs> hyping up our Masters episode. Yeah. Mike, do you want to spew any bullshit about the Euro Tour <laughs> before we get into one up, one down of the week? Has. You're now entering the Eurozone, hosted by self-proclaimed resident Eurotour specialist, Pasco. Uh, I watched maybe about two shots of the Eurotour. Paul Casey won by four, maybe golf's most boring man. I think we can all agree. Just He does absolutely nothing for me. Uh, but he said that he's feeling confident about his master's chances. And... Guess what? The European I'd love tour. Love to hear that from Paul. <laughs> yeah, which I hate to hear it personally. I now the Pete, eh, very run of the mill. But they saw that there was a lot of controversy going on in PGA Tour, so they're like, "How can we keep it going?" Next week, we're going to Saudi Arabia for the Saudi Invitational. <laughs> Abdullah Economic City, bring it on, boys. <laughs> Yeah, this this will actually be a fun Euro Tour week. We actually got a good week in front of us with waste waste management and Euro Tour really kicking off the season nicely. But wait, did you guys see that shot that Sergio hit around the trees? No. Oh. So do you guys remember that shot in Japan where Bubba where Bubba hit oh, that tee shot through the trees? Yeah. It Absolutely. was kind of like that, just except just not as good. So it's like this sharp dog leg left that, and then there's trees running along like the kind of running along the tee box and you take it along the right side of, and you take it over the right side of the trees. Sergio just said, fuck that. I'm taking it through the left side and just completely cuts. Oh, the I did. It was see kind that. of sweet. That's I did. It's kind of cool. Actually. I remember that now. Yeah. But um, um, so, I have nothing to add about the Euro tour, except that big, Mo- big Bob McIntyre failed to capitalize on his moment. Oh, yeah. one thing. Oh, we- wait, I just want to say something about Rob McIntyre. Rob McIntyre is actually the same person as Ted Potter Jr. and Greg Chong. <laughs> he's kind of a hoss. He's, he's better than them, though. He's he might be he might be the best version of Greg Chalmers. Listen, if you look 
If you look up the word husky in the dictionary, Bob McIntyre's picture's there. <laughs> Bob McIntyre also hits filthy DOTDs. <laughs> he does. But one quick thing, we did get our fair share, like I said, of Skyline bullshit Skyline from the Euro Tour. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, every year at the Omega Dubai Desert Classic, we get a view of Rory hitting the tee shot on whatever hole that is with the skyline of Dubai in the background. And it's like a classic, this view, heart emoji comment from the European tour. We got about, you know, 15, 20 of those. So glad to see us complete, getting our fix of those. Yeah. Complete, uh, complete catnip. The, the Hatton one at the beginning of the week was especially bad. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, it's just, it's tradition. So should we do one up, one down? Let's do one up, one down. All right. We got. I completely blanked. Jesus. All right. I, okay. I'll start us off. One up of the week. Uh, didn't no- notice this until Sunday today. Will Zalatoris is letting the flow grow out, and I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a lot better look. He was look, he, you know, he's a really lanky guy. So I like the look of the hair kind of, you know, the flow kind of growing in. And he's got that beach blonde look. Perfect for Southern California. Great vibes out there. So. One up of the oh, week was I want was to Sean. Since you said that, um, very fitting because my one up is also Will Zalatoris, his 14th top 10 finish worldwide since the beginning of 2020, which is the most of any player. This kid's legit. It's crazy how he doesn't have status. I yeah. know it's unbelievable, but it really, he's, he's going to be in, he's got to be in for next week, right? He finished top 10 this week. Yeah, so he'll be in. So yeah, he has we'll to. See- Oh yeah, we'll see him out there next week, which is good. Good to see him getting starts because he kind of got fucked over by the whole COVID thing. So, Mike, yeah. one up. So, what is it? Let's go. One up. One up goes to Francesco Molinari. Oh, yes. Shown signs of life. Yeah, he played. He played good at PGA West, I believe. And he and he backdoor top ten today. Shot a final round sixty six today. So signs of life. The the old Frankie's kicking about. Yeah, yeah, he never he never lost it too. Like there was never a, a stretch where he was playing really bad golf. Uh, just didn't play with COVID and kind of got screwed over by I th- his family moving around. So good to see but him I back think, out playing. I think part of him died on the fifteenth at Augusta in twenty nineteen, though. Yeah, I mean maybe that pine cone would have something to say about that. <laughs> that Death pine cone pine is cone. thriving right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his career literally. Maybe got ended by a pine cone. I have a very random question. Was Andres Gonzalez on big break? No. Who am I thinking of then? Uh, I don't know. Um, my one down Pat is Andres. Perez. No, I mean, he was Mike Perez. Break, but like Mike Andres Perez was amounts my, to nothing. My one. <laughs> my one down is Andres Gonzalez. Um. He obviously missed the cut. He was actually second from DFL, but round two, he went, he had a stretch where he went double bogey, 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 double bogey. That's a tough bit. That's a tough stretch. They were sandwiched by pars and that was his, that was his front nine. That's a good way to save it there with those two pars. (laughs) It's a good way to save it for, to shoot bogey golf on the front. So my one down this week, I just had the rules of golf. Rules of golf today, <laughs> yesterday, took a beating. We, we talked about it earlier. They're just in a tough place right now. Tough scene for Ken Tackett. Yeah. 
and I, and I guess let me let me specify here the fact that they're like you know it's it's up to the player's discretion whether or not you deserve a penalty or whether or not you should take relief it, there's so much so much honor so much integrity and when you get guys to take advantage of it the, the rest of the game suffers i agree mike yes one down. so my one down goes to the arizona state golf team at the uh at the southwestern collegiate invitational they blew a five shot lead heading into the final day completely choked it to San Diego state, even though one of their players, David Puig won, won the individual section by a whopping nine shots. He was the only player to be double digits under par completely spit the bit. So there's my one down. How much coverage of that did you watch? A little bit. I, I watched none. <laughs> most around one. No, you watched none. No, I actually, I have it taped. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I watched that. That's Thank right you, up Sean. his alley. It is up my Straza. Your Straza? Yeah, you don't know that word? Crazy line. Is that Italian for alley? Street. It's what? Street. Is it Italian for street? I don't know. It's just a saying. You know, know your this? roots, Mike. Let's go. Oh my god! I don't know your colloquial bullshit, Mike. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, did you really want to talk about the Dartmouth golf team? No, not really. Okay. Shout out Dartmouth. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, shout out to getting your program back. That's all. Do some research. Come back next week if you want to hear more about it. Yeah, that's all. Bye. <laughs> oh god. Was that the end? Was that the end of the episode? I hit a chili dip. It was off the it was off the hosel. I mean Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm gonna chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so, of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away. <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No, you can't yeah. say Florida.